Welcome to the Pageantry Podcast. And today's very special pageantry guest is Miss USA 2020, Asia Branch. Welcome, Asia. I'm so excited to speak to you today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to speak to you as well. Thank you for having me. It, it, it is my pleasure. Uh, it is exciting to speak to a new Miss USA, a newly crowned Miss USA. So once again, congratulations. Thank you. Was there actually a time when you wondered during this COVID-19 pandemic that it would ever happen, that you would ever be able to compete? I did wonder that, you know, it was, I think it was a thought in all of our minds. Are we going to have the Miss USA competition or not? And so I'm just excited that it was able to happen. And I'm even more excited that I was crowned. <laughs> I, can, I can only imagine. I've never been able to compete for a crown myself. I've been in this industry my whole life, but no crown. The Godfather of pageantry, I guess I have to take the moniker. That's about it. <laughs> that works but, too. With all the social protocols, what was the actual competition like? It was different than I imagined previous years have been, to say the least. But, you know, I think the main goal was to make sure that we were all healthy and very safe throughout the entirety of the competition. So, yes, we were masked up every second of the day, except for when we were eating. Um, we had mass choreography on and off the stage. And um, just the I think the most difficult part for me was just not being able to hug all of the girls and interact in a way that we typically would because we did have to stay socially distant. So. It was a bit different, but we all left the competition COVID-free, so it worked. Well, thank goodness for that. I've had a positive in my family, so I actually got to quarantine again for another couple of weeks with oh, my youngest yeah. son. Um, but I was always negative, thank goodness. How exciting was it competing in Memphis at Graceland? Oh, my goodness. So... I love my hometown in Mississippi is just 30 minutes down the road from Elvis Presley's birthplace. And so I felt like I've and I've had some events there and everything. And so it felt like a touch of home being in Graceland because I do have, you know, such a close connection there with the Elvis Presley birthplace. So um, it was awesome. It really just felt like I was at home and in my comfort zone. And um, so I think it made it all the more special for sure. When you were traveling around doing some of the promos for Memphis as well as Graceland, since you have been there and live closer there, did you get to give maybe a personal tour, your personal feelings to all your sister delegates? Oh, no, I didn't. We actually had to be split up, you know, with those tours and everything. Um, but, you know, it was fun for all of us. I think we had some real Elvis fans among us. So that also made it a lot of fun because they'd never been to Graceland. You know, they'd never um, experienced these, these Elvis things. And so it was nice to see everyone really enjoy the experience. And that's a, one point that a lot of people may not realize, and I didn't really realize until you just mentioned that not all of you went at the same time, it was actually broken up into groups. Did you interchange groups throughout the uh, week or so, or was it always the same circle of delegates always together? Yes, it was the same group of people together throughout the week, just so that we could, you know, make sure that we had the same people um, in close proximity. But yeah, so I think there were probably... 10 girls in each group um, with our particular host moms and everything. So yeah, we, we stayed with our close groups. So we had those people that we were interacting with regularly and then we would see the rest of the girls, you know, at rehearsals and, and everything. When you hear the title, Miss USA 2020, what does the title mean to you? 
Uh, it means a dream come true, honestly, but it also just gives me an opportunity to um, be something more than just myself and really reach an audience and groups of people and truly make a difference and have that impact with such a, a larger audience and, and platform foundation. And um, it's truly a blessing and an honor. And, you know, everyone hopes to, to win the title. And um, when it actually happened, it's just still so unbelievable and, and unfathomable. But I'm so grateful for this opportunity and experience. And I'll give congratulations throughout this whole interview. So once again, congratulations. But yours was an historic win. You were the first woman from Mississippi to capture the Miss USA title. It still seems so surreal. I went into the competition just hoping to make the top 15 and everything after that was just an additional blessing. That's how I was viewing it. And as I kept progressing forward, I was just so grateful to be still standing on that stage. And when it got down to the, the top two, I just couldn't believe it. I was this close to uh, making this dream happen. And, you know, even if I had left as first runner up, I would have still just been just as grateful. But Wow, I became Miss USA and that still is just so, so um, crazy to say, like it doesn't seem real. <laughs> I can still see the excitement. It's like it's brand new. It feels brand new every single day. And you come from a large family. How's the reaction been back home? Oh, it's been so great. My siblings are so supportive and um, just everyone, a lot of them were able to be there. Um, and whether it was in a watch party or in the audience, you know, they were able to be in Memphis supporting me, which was so amazing. And their, their, their outpour of love has been so awesome. And, you know, they feel like they're on this journey with me. And this is still early in your reign as Miss USA. Obviously there's another goal to be broached in the future. <laughs> What are some of the things you've been able to do so far? Well, you know, things are very strict here in New York, um, but a lot of things have been obviously on Zoom, but that's the new normal now. And so I've been able to uh, do a lot of different appearances and meetings um, virtually, but I've also just recently went to work with God's Love We Deliver um, here in New York, which was so amazing to finally be, you know, doing something hands-on that was helping the community. So that was such a blessing, being able to help make food and package things for um, people here who have chronic illnesses and dietary restrictions who can't get out and, and get the foods that they need. And I think that God's love we deliver, um, deliver home delivers food to over 11,000 people here. And so that's so amazing. And I was grateful to be a part of that. And I know that you're very familiar with the world of pageantry, the glamour lifestyle industry. What have you learned from competing for different titles? You know, overall, I've just learned a lot about myself and my capabilities. I think I've grown so much throughout competing in pageantry. I um, used to have the worst stage fright. I used to be terrified to speak in front of people. And I think that's basically gone now. And so, you know, I've grown so much as an individual, but I've also gained so many life skills that'll carry me, you know, throughout the remainder of my life, which is truly a blessing. Would you like to talk about your personal platform? So growing up as a child of an incarcerated parent, I faced a lot of difficulties um, alongside with my mother and my, my siblings. Um, you know, we, my dad was our main source of income. So losing him, we lost his money as well. And 
Um, we lost our home to foreclosure and we struggled financially, emotionally, physically. It was just a lot of, of stress put on our family. But, you know, I think everything happens for a reason. And I truly wouldn't be where I am today in life had I not gone through so many hardships and obstacles. Um, I like to tell people that the, the difficulties we face tend to prepare us for the things that lie ahead. And um, I gained a lot of strength. I, I gained a lot of um knowledge just about myself and the world around me and you know through those difficulties I was able to push myself to not be a statistic because statistically speaking a child of an incarcerated parent should either follow in that cycle and become incarcerated themselves or you know be pregnant a school dropout you know a drug user the list goes on and on and on and I was none of those things and I was able to become Miss USA, which is nowhere on the scale for, for someone who's been through things like myself. And so I've spent a lot of time working with inmates and at-risk children and just really sharing my story in hopes of inspiring someone and giving them an example to know that regardless of the hardships they face, uh, they can still accomplish their wildest dreams and aspirations. It's all about your mindset and what you do to prepare yourself for the future. You can allow your hardships to hinder you and keep you from progressing, or you can use them to strengthen you and push you even further towards your dreams and aspirations. So that's what I chose to do. And um, I believe that it, it served me well. You know, it's, it wasn't easy. It was very difficult. And I felt like I had to work twice as hard just to get one step, but um, it was definitely worth it. I am simply amazed, just simply amazed. <laughs> But you brought up a question that, that applies to a lot of people today, uh, especially, you know, with COVID and people, you know, under, under a lot of mental stress, financial stress, you know, they're worried about foreclosure. You know, what would you tell young people, you know, looking towards the future? What kind of hope can you impart to them in this crazy world that we're living in right now? I feel like the world that we're living in right now is so uh, unpredictable. And, you know, this is an unprecedented time that none of us really saw coming. And as hard as it may be to predict where you may where you may end up, I think it's important that we continue just str striving to do our best and um, really let people know when you need help. I think that's one thing that um, we need to learn to be comfortable with is asking for help when we desperately need it. Um, and just really staying optimistic and doing all that you can to better yourself. But I know how difficult these times are for a lot of us. And, um, you know, we, we may not know where our next step is or, you know, our, what may happen next, but um, it's all about the optimism, your mindset, and, and just trying to stay in the right place, you know, and, and really pushing yourself to do all that you can. Uh, to stay positive and and to you know keep things rolling for you. When I listen to you and we're speaking, I'm thinking driven and determination. Where does that come from? My dad. So <laughs> growing up, he instilled a lot of the qualities that I possess now in me. And I'm so grateful for that because I grew up with four older brothers and um I, I was the kid that was like, anything you can do, I can do better. And I feel like my dad really encouraged that. He was like, you know, I'd get out there, my brothers would be doing who knows what, and I'd try to outdo them. And my dad would kind of ag it on, like, are you going to let your baby sister outdo you? And so then I'd try even harder, but I always wanted to be the best at whatever I did. And um, my dad really encouraged that. And he always pushed me to be better. I remember once I came home with a report card that had um, all 100s and a 99 on it. And he said, 
why isn't that a 102? And so that really, it pushed me to always be at my best and strive to do better each and every time. And so I definitely say that my, my drive and determination comes from him because he's pushed me even while he was incarcerated. He was my biggest motivator, pushing me to be better, pushing me to not let anything get me down. And so I have to credit him for, for those qualities. Obviously, and I'll use the word again, obviously, you're very driven. But you've had an opportunity that a lot of people have never enjoyed. You actually, as a younger person, attended summer school at Harvard. <laughs> what was that like? Oh, my goodness. So I will say the first couple of days I was there I was a little bit homesick just because, you know, I could feel the distance. I'd never been that far by myself before. And um, it was a unique experience. But once classes started, once I started interacting with my roommates and my classmates, my mom called me at the end of the, um, the session and she's like, do I even need to get you a plane ticket home? And I was like, I'd rather you not, but I know I have to come and finish out my senior year. So um, it was a life changing experience for me because I was exposed to so many different cultures and people that I probably had never been exposed to before. And I learned so much. I had broadened my horizons and I just felt so much growth while I was there. And I also received eight college credits. So um, it was an amazing opportunity that I am so grateful for and I feel has really helped shape me. What's it like rooming with Miss Universe? Rosabini Tunzi. What's it like? This is Miss Universe. Amazing. <laughs> she is the sweetest soul, and um, we have a lot in common, which which is so awesome. But she's been so great, so sweet, so welcoming, and um, you know I'm vying for her title, so it's just nice to be exposed to her and kind of hear about her experiences as Miss Universe, and um, just really learn. What goals do you have as Miss USA? A lot. I know things are a little bit difficult to accomplish um, amidst a global pandemic, but, you know, I think that we found a way to do a lot of things virtually or, or safely. And so I'm really trying to work with the different organizations when it comes to criminal justice reform in that realm. And um, I'm, I'm really starting on a project now that I can't wait to kind of announce once that's ready, but just partnering with these organizations and making my impact as best as I can uh, is really my ultimate goal and just spreading positivity. So I hope to continue finding more organizations to work with and continuing to expand my knowledge of things and, and the awareness to people around me. But um, you know, I feel like once I accomplish one goal, I'm on to the next one. So I hope to always be accomplishing things throughout the remainder of this year. And I do know one fun thing that you were able to do this year, and that was attend the Egg Bowl. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that was so much fun. I was so grateful to be back in my home state and at Ole Miss. And I was welcomed with open arms. And oh, my goodness, the outpour of love there was just truly incredible. So that that was one for the book. So oh my goodness that was awesome. How can fans follow your journey as Miss USA? Mainly on Instagram at Asia Danielle or at Miss USA. Um, but I recently started a TikTok account. I'm still figuring that out, but that seems to be where all the cool and hip people are. So I, you can find me on TikTok at Asia Branch, but <laughs> don't expect too much because I'm still navigating my way through it. Um, <laughs> but that's pretty much where I am. Do you have any parting thoughts? Um, 
Well, thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed this and sharing things about me. And uh, I hope that I'm able to continue uh, sharing good information throughout the rest of this year and making everyone proud and just, you know, really representing the United States to the best of my ability. I really hope to make a lasting impact. I definitely think you're going to be making a lasting impact, not only as Miss USA, but throughout your whole life. Congratulations once again. Thank you so much. And today's very engaging pageantry magazine interview podcast with Miss USA 2020 Asia Branch. Asia, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much today. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed this so much.